Hi, and welcome to Classical Stuff You Should Know, a podcast about classical education, classical world, classical books, classical food, classical art, classical dress. Food? Have we done food? No. Okay. Uh, it's like dates and hmm. olive oil. And that sounds disgusting together. It's actually really easy. Yeah. It's just those two things. Dates wow. That's all they that's could it. eat. Yeah. Hummus. And mutton. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Mead. Ah, I guess. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Mutton yeah. and olive oil. Isn't ah, mead, this is delicious. Isn't yeah. mead just like fermented honey water? It's yep. it's uh, the it's like beer, but instead of being fermented from hops, it's fermented from honey, and it's disgusting. Oh, well, really? I think it's disgusting. Meat's, meat's gross. It's oh. so sweet. Hmm. Like it's honey. I mean, sounds good. Maybe I just had really sweet mead. Other is it what, sweet versus kinds? dry, just like wines, right? So there's sweet oh. wines and there's dry wines. I, I bet there's there's dry mead. Dry mead. Oh, interesting. Anyway. When I have this um, gross, I, I don't recommend. We are three classical educators, and we like casting pods. My name is <laughs> yeah. Graham Donaldson, and I am joined with AJ Hannenberg. That's me. And Thomas Magby. Hello. And thanks for listening. Okay, bye. No, no. Uh, and <laughs> that's it for us for episode. And I think, so we've been doing series on a bunch of things, and we're now, I think, book five into Plato. Uh, AJ has been teaching us Plato, and uh, let's keep on trucking. <laughs> you say, what a thrilling intro. <laughs> you sound so excited. Well, I asked you at the beginning before, I was like, hey, man, I'm doing your intro. Can you tell me, like, one thing that book five is about? Oh, that's what you wanted to know. And you're I like, no, you started saying, no. Like, like, no spoilers. <laughs> I thought you were, you were just, all you did, I thought all you did was like, hey, the cave's in book five, right? And I was like, no. And you're like, Oh, uh, what? And then you lost your mind. <laughs> I didn't know you were asking for the intro. So um, I'm going to make stuff up. So Plato book five is uh-huh. when they take a break to, uh-huh. you know, have some food. Okay, and great. It's good. What else did they Actually, do? people must be liking oh uh, uh, Plato's Republic because someone left a picture on my desk. Mm-hmm. And it is a little jaunty man in a hat in a city with a map. And it says, Plato's Republic, looking for justice in the city. And it's this really nice little hand-drawn picture. You know, so thanks, student, whoever did that. Do you, know, no, you don't no know who idea. did that? Oh, wow. That's cool. So I hope know. it was like Ellen Shuknecht. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, <laughs> she's an administrator at our school, and she is not a student. So <laughs> The elder statesman of the school. Yeah, but I is. hung it up on my on my wall in my class. I've I've the, the only people that have talked to me are people that are asking me to keep doing it. Oh, there you so go. That's great. If, if, if you want me to stop, you have to tell me to stop. No one I've wants got you to voices stop. On the other people side. have been asking us to continue doing uh, Canterbury Tales, too. But yeah, Oh, that's true. That. So. But they yeah. are a little more racy than... Yeah, the man. Republic. Well, I, I guess wanna, this section of the Republic isn't it kind of weird? This one, yeah. It's, I think it's so fun. I want to get like classical stuff on iTunes. It says like classical stuff episode 115, The Miller's Tale, explicit. rated E for explicit. <laughs> and be like, yeah, or, or with a big E next to what it. What we can do is do like classical stuff after dark. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hate that. Ugh. We're going to be talking about the city of Pompeii. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go for, for it. For those of you who don't know what nope. he's referencing. Google it. Yeah, don't Google Not it. Not at work. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's it. All right, good. That's all need, needs to be said about that. All right, so book five. Do you boys remember what has happened thus far? Books one through four. We built a city on rock and roll. Why did we build that city on to rock find and justice. roll? To find justice. So we found the question it. is, is justice really a good thing? And, and, what, and while we're at it, what? What, what is justice? Yeah. What's yep. the whole thing? Yeah. And what did we finally decide that justice was? Well, the, they sorry, the, the way that they got about it was they built a city. Mm-hmm. And we said, if we can find out what justice is in a city, mm-hmm. and by the way, let's while we're at it, let's just build the perfect city. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. sure. Then maybe we can see what it is in a person. Yep. 
right. seem to remember justice at this stage being do your job. Yep. Yeah. Kia, just do your thing and don't stick your nose in anybody anybody else's business and yep. sort of keep to yourself and uh, do your thing. If cool. you're a guardian, we're going to need you when we need violence. If you're a brain, what are they called? The, the top rulers? guardian. If you're also a, guardians. If you're yeah. a guardian, but, the, but the top guardian, we're going to need you to like... I don't know. Tell us what the best marginal tax rate is, and if you're Ooh. if you're a artisan, like just don't be too rich, don't be too poor, and just make some pots. Do good job. Do your job. Yeah. And so there's there's harmony. You, would you say that keeping your nose out of everybody else's business it makes for harmony between the different parts of the city? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of what it turns out to be in the person. Do you remember the four virtues from last time? Oh gosh. Wisdom, justice, courage, temperance? Wisdom, justice, courage, temperance. Wisdom being the virtue of reason or mm-hmm. the rulers of the city. Yep. Justice being... Doing your job. The people... Mm-hmm. Wasn't that... Isn't justice... It's wisdom, courage, temperance. Courage is the virtue of the guardians. Courage is the virtue of the guardians. Temperance... Temperance is the virtue of the artisans. Harmony. No, it's when... Harmony it's in harmony the city. between the three. Remember? Harmony in the city. Yeah. Harmony in the city. Everyone has an agreement about what should be done and when and how much. And then, temp- and then justice is... Do your job. Keeping everything... It's, it's when everything is doing its job rather than something else. So when... And in the right order. Reason right? is yeah. in charge and not the appetites. Gotcha. Right. So we ended up talking about the tripartite soul, which was three different pieces. We talked about wanting to look at a dead guy. And mm, that was mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. That, yep. It's a thing. So if you are interested in any of that, go back and listen to the first four episodes. So yeah. this is a very aristocratic style thing. Like we don't want the people in charge. We yeah. We want the, the I mean, best of us. A city charge. that a city probably couldn't run if every single person was in. I mean, I guess you'd have a literally democratic no, government with right. no, nobody having a seat of power. That's like what our students want when it comes to rules and stuff. I guess. Yeah. They They, say that they want that. The more you talk to them, I think they recognize the need for some type of a rule. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's don't you all do that on your first days of class of like setting rules? Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think they recognize the need for order. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we've done that. We've found justice. We finished a city. Is there anything else you guys are curious about with the city? Did I, did I mention anything sort of offhand that you were like, that's kind of weird. You did it at the end, and I forgot what it we were, was. We need to, needed to not want money so that we wouldn't be attacked. Okay. Which makes a lot so of sense. So let's be poor, so we don't have to be attacked. And um, But the other thing was, like, how do you multiply to another city? Like, when do you, didn't you say there were four problems that we were going to talk about this time? I thought so, oh. but I, apparently that's not addressed. Oh. Uh, it seems like an interlude, right? He okay. says that there are different kinds of vice, and then book five apparently doesn't address any of them. Okay. But what he does address is one of the guys that is hanging out with Socrates, Socrates is the main character in Plato's Republic, says, whoa, 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 you seem to mention offhand that we have women and children in common. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is the deal with that? Because he weird. just sort of passes over it. He's like, of course, wives and children will be common to everyone. And moving on. And they don't, they don't really talk about it. And yeah. so it's weird. the question posed is he says, please, therefore, to say what sort of community you mean. We have long, been long expecting that you would tell us something about the family life of your citizens, how they will bring children into the world and rear them when they have arrived, and in general, what is the nature of this community of women and children? For we are of opinion that the right or wrong management of such matters will have a great and paramount influence on the state for good or evil. <clears throat> so basically, you can't just say that offhand and expect, expect us to accept it like that because mm-hmm. we will think you are being lazy. It actually right. says that. Why we think you're lazy. You're being you're not telling us everything. And Socrates kind of says, ah, "I kind of saw that that was some trouble and I was just try- hoping to get away with not talking about it." And they're like, "Ah, but we caught you." <laughs> so you have to. 
And then he says, okay, Makes well, sense. we'll talk about it. Let's talk about um, whether it's beneficial first, if it's beneficial, and then we can talk about whether it's possible, mm-hmm. right? And so one of the things he says is, okay, let us let us think about dogs. <laughs> Just want to talk wa- about dogs? No. Well, Socrates, oh yeah, he had a rough marriage, if I remember correctly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Sorry. So let's talk about dogs. When okay. you have a set of dogs, right? Say you uh, you run a farm, right? Mm-hmm. You need some dogs. Yep. You got a sheep farm. You, you're going to need some sheep dogs, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. how do you go about cultivating a good set of sheep dogs? You have older dogs and then you bring in puppies and then the yep. older dogs teach younger dogs what to do. Sure. Yep. Okay. Uh, what about like over several generations of dogs? You, you got to find your best ones. Yeah. yeah. And then make sure they breed. Okay. Find yeah. your best ones. Make sure they breed. Yep. Great. Now, do you only take the boy dogs? No. And leave all the girl dogs at home because they can make puppies, which means they should absolutely stay at home. What? Don't you need both? You need both boy and girl dogs to be good sheepdog. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, if you have a good sheepdog that's a girl, uh-huh. you're going to make her run sheep yeah, around. Totally. You're not just going to make her sit at home cause, just because she happens to be able to make puppies. Sure. Right. So he says, clearly, that's the same thing with our women. Our women are to have the same duties as the men. Oh. Right. So okay. he actually says in our state, women can be guardians and women are not barred from holding the highest, posi- like the high positions of guardians, like just because they're women and can bear children doesn't mean that you're going to leave them at home. Sure. And so he says they should have the same nurture and education. This seems like a, this seems like a radical notion for him writing in this day and time. Is it, am I wrong? Uh, no, okay. I, th- I mean, well, I, don't, I actually don't know much about how right. they treated women in the Hel- Hellenistic period, yeah. but I can't imagine that everyone held this same notion. Yeah. And he will reveal a little bit of historical bias as he moves through this chapter. Okay. But, but at this point, it seems, you know, very egalitarian, seems pretty egalitarian, sure. which is another reason I kind of bristle when everyone just blankly says that every old every old society said that women were worthless. And he says that women can hold the highest position in in the place and should have the exact same education as men. Awesome. And so he says, if we bring in women to our education, do you remember how we educate? What's involved in the education? Wrestling. Wrestling in the gym. And tunes. Is that what it was, the music? Music. Music and tunes. Mm -hmm. And wrestling is kind of a piece of it. He says, well, if we admit women to our wrestling parties do you seem to remember anything about the greek gymnasium Nude. yeah they you uh they had a very naked uh, loose uh, uh dress policy <laughs> thank you yeah they did not they did not clothe themselves okay and he you. said if we carry them out they might appear ridiculous and his buddies say well that's absolutely and he says well the most ridiculous thing of all will be the sight of women naked in the palaestra exercising with the men especially when they're no longer young. They certainly will not be a vision of beauty, any more than the enthusiastic old men who, in spite of wrinkles and ugliness, continue to frequent the gymnasia. Gross. Weird. And he says, people going to be talking about this. They're yep. going to... And and, and and of our women doing all the things that men do, right? Riding on horseback and getting all this education and people, people are going to talk. And he says, but that's just revealing their own idiocy because they're not realizing what's good should never be ridiculed, right? The good is the beautiful. And that which brings hurt to the state can only be terrible. And so what they're doing is making fun of a good thing, hmm. right? Having yeah. women yeah. who just are talented be awesome, yeah. right? Just get some under armor and problem solved. Yeah. Problem solved. Good. Wonderful. <laughs> Yoga pants. It yeah. solves all problems. Uh-huh. Yep. And so then he poses the next question. So that, that's what he says. He says, women are to have the same jobs and the same education. Now, 
does that, do you think that everyone sort of reacted great to this? No. Yeah, probably not. Do you seem to remember what we said about what vocation everyone should have? We said that it should be tuned to their nature. Yeah. Right. That was in books, early books, early, like right. book two. Yeah. Right. So everyone in our state should have a job that mm-hmm. is suited to their nature, right? Yes. If they like to bang on stuff, well, you can make that guy a uh, blacksmith, blacksmith, yeah. right? If they like to, you know, hammer a piece of leather into a piece of other leather, then make that guy a cobbler, right? Yeah, Give sure. him something yeah. to do. Good. He likes to smack some dough around, make him a, make him a baker. Right? All a lot of, of these violence things. in the city of yours. Okay. All the hitting and hammering and anyway. Okay. Uh, name one, one uh, <laughs> thing that doesn't involve some sort of violence even writing i'm stabbing something with something sharp <laughs> good wonderful yeah i was gonna say art but yeah. put me wrong <laughs> can't do it nope impossible <laughs> okay it, it must be so aj so the the question posed against socrates says look if we said that we are supposed to suit everything to someone's nature and women have natures that are so different from the nature of men how can they be having the same jobs who says this uh just the the, the young hmm. young folks around they're mm-hmm. they're trying to catch socrates in in a trap. Sophistry, yeah, in, in, in a trap. He says, you said they were, everyone was supposed to have a job that was suited to their nature. And you also adhere to the notion that women and men are different. So how, how can they be having the same jobs if they have such different natures? But men can be guardians and men can be potters, but they're still men. So they have, so they have the same nature, but different natures, but different jobs. So surely women could also be in the same, that same category. Okay, that's... Kind of what he says. Mm-hmm. He says, we are in danger of getting into a verbal argument, which, do you guys know what a verbal argument is? That's what Socrates says? Yeah. It's just quib- is it quibbling over definition? Yeah. Usually it's, it really? means that we've got some sort of weird definition thing happening. That's what a verbal, a verbal argument is. Isn't that what he's been doing this entire time? Arguing verbally? Or? Yes. That's what, I, that's what I mean. Sorry. I was like, <laughs> unless he's been like interpretive dancing this whole time. I, yeah, I <laughs> this confuses my, my students every year on yeah. their logic tests. Yeah. I ask, what's a verbal argument? And that's clearly where you yell at one another. Right. Exactly. But it's not that. It's okay. when you're having a disagreement because someone is confused about the definition of a word. Interesting. Right? Or because there's something going on language-wise when really everyone kind of agrees. Yeah. And so he says, suppose that by way of illustration... We were to ask the question whether there is not an opposition in nature between bald men and hairy men. And if this is admitted by us, then if bald men are cobblers, we should forbid the hairy men to be cobblers. And conversely, they all say, this would be a jest. He says, yes, I said, it is a jest. And why? Got him. Because we never (laughs) meant when we constructed the state that the opposition of natures should extend to every difference, but only to those differences which affected the pursuit in which the individual is engaged. We should have argued, for example, that a physician is uh, that a physician and one who is in mind a physician may be said to have the same nature, whereas the physician and carpenter have different natures, right? So he says, if the difference consists only in women bearing and men begetting children, this does not amount to a proof that a woman differs mm. from a man in respect of the sort of education she should, re- she should receive. Just as you guys wouldn't leave your female dogs in the barn simply because oh they can have puppies right. means they can't herd sheep. Yep. Right. It makes sense. It again. I'm 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 curious what the response he gets back is because this seems to us this seems like obvious that he would make this argument. But it, it, 2,500 years ago, that's maybe, maybe this would be a, a much more controversial argument to make. Right? Yeah, it makes sense to me. Right? Yeah. You want you want the people that are best suited for the job. Right. And I think the question wouldn't be one of can they bear or children or not as far as sheep dogs are concerned, but right. are they good at herding sheep? Right. And if the male dog is not good at herding sheep, you put him to some other task, sure. sitting on your wife's feet to keep him warm, right? <laughs> sure. They're, they're doing something else. Yeah. And so he says, if 
if they are gifted, they should be doing the thing that they are gifted to do, right? That's the kind of nature I'm talking about, not the difference between men and women. There is, here. here's the section where everything gets a little bit historically screwy for some reason. I'm going I'm to read it to you guys and then you can kind of weigh in on the subject. Because, I mean, a, a good chunk of this book is talking about women and children mm. and this whole thing. So having a right view of women is kind of important. And we eventually come back. So he's he, he embarks on this because he said that um, children should be had in common and that like there's no women marriage. and children should be had in common. So there's no marriage in this perfect society. M- marriage, I think, loosely defined. Okay. But will he does he end up there eventually? He makes. All yes. The state? Okay. He gets okay. there right now. We're seeing if it's beneficial to the state. Got it. And okay. part of that is women having the same education and being in the same job. Okay. Cool. So he says, we'll ask you a question. When you spoke of a nature gifted or not gifted in any respect, did you mean to say that one man will acquire a thing easily? Another with difficulty, a little learning will lead one to discover a great deal. Whereas the other, after much study and application, no sooner learns than he forgets. Or again, did you mean that the one has a body which is a good servant to his mind, while the uh, while the body of the other is a hindrance? Would not these be the sort of differences which distinguish the man gifted by nature from the one who is ungifted? And then the response is, no one will deny that. And can you mention any pursuit of mankind in which the male sex has not all these gifts and qualities in a higher degree than the female? Need I waste time in speaking of the art of weaving and the management of pancakes and preserves, in which womankind does really appear to be great. What? And which, oh my word. And in which for her to be beaten by a man is of all things the most absurd. What? And they say, you are quite right, he replied, in maintaining the general inferiority of the female sex, although many women are in many things superior to many men. Yet, on the whole, what you say is true. And then he says, and if so, my friend... I said there is no special faculty of administration in a state which a woman has because she is a woman, or which a man has by virtue of his sex, but the gifts of nature are alike diffused in both. All the pursuits of men are the pursuits of women also. But in all of them, a woman is inferior to a man. And the the response is, very true. So do you guys see why this is a weird section? Yeah, so he's saying, um, oh yeah, you can definitely be the head of the state. Sure. It's just the reason we don't have any women at the head of the states is, is because none of them were up to the task. I don't think he's saying that. I think he's saying, in general, men are more gifted. But there are several places where women might surpass a man. Like, not, like not pancakes not and pancake canning. Yeah. But it's not only that. He says there, there are times when your random woman will be better than your random man. But on the whole, if we take a, an average over all men and all women, then men will be generally better at stuff than women. Except... Pancakes, except pancakes. Yeah, sure. Right. So, problematic is what you're getting at. Um, so, it's interesting that he holds both of those in, t- and maybe not tension to say to say both. Like, he's open to there being a female guardian who's head of the city, but mm-hmm. also doesn't expect there to be as many as there are men. Right? Isn't that basically what he's saying? Yeah, I think he's just anticipating that we will more often have men that are suited to these right. roles sure. than we will have women are, that are suited to the highest roles. Yep. But there'll be cases where a woman is better suited and she'll do her thing. But in general, there might be a man that's available that is more gifted in any than in X, Y, or Z. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I mean, or maybe it, it, it does not surprise me to hear that. That that's, I expected him to get that pushback as, as he said, uh, women could be head of the city as well. I expected him to get that kind of pushback from, 
the people he's talking with, it is kind of surprising that Socrates says both of those things. That, that seems kind of weird. Yeah. Even says men and women alike possess the qualities which make a guardian. They differ only in their, only in their comparative strength or weakness. So he, it's weird that mm. he has this, like, they really aren't different only in like bodily strength, but both. also women are worse than men. Like, it's this, <laughs> yeah. this so he's weird saying, duality. He's not saying that we're barring women from doing something because they're women. It's that they won't be doing these things because on average, they're worse at it than men. Say that again. He says, we're not barring them because they're women, we're, but they will be naturally barred from doing the thing because if almost every time like, there will be a man who is better at it. No, I don't think he's even saying we'll naturally bar them. I think he's in, uh, the rest of this chapter would say that he anticipates having many women in these roles. Mm. But then what, then why does he make the statement about women being worse than men or inferior, whatever his word is? I'm not entirely sure. It is with it. If you noticed, he sort of, it was a little extra narration and he's talking, I think about the kind of fellow who doesn't like this and kind of laughs at women having the same education. And he's like, this is what we would say to that guy. And he would kind of say, say this, except Yeah, all the pursuits of men are the pursuits of women also, but in all of them, a woman is inferior to a man. It's it's just this yeah. weird section. I yeah. don't know. Does he move past this? Does he, or does he continue with the same line of thought about well, the uh, superiority or inferiority? Th- that's it. That's, that's, it? that's okay. the section that talks yeah. about the superiority or inferiority of men or women. After yeah. this, it just seems pretty egalitarian. Good. Everything is the right. same. There is no like, we bar women from the highest roles. It's all share and share alike, right? Sure. And it says, and those women who have such qualities are to be selected as the companions and colleagues of men who have similar qualities and whom they resemble in capacity and character, right? Same nature should have the same pursuits, Yeah. right? There's nothing unnatural in assigning music and gymnastics to the wives of guardians. To Mm -hmm. that point, we've come around. And he basically says, this law is agreeable to nature and is not an impossibility or mere aspiration. Basically, it's totally doable. And so he tries to show that it's good. And then he tries to show that it's also doable right guardians are the best of the citizens their wives will be the best women and is there anything better than having the best of the best run our state that's that's kind of what he says so clearly it's beneficial obviously it's possible right and there we go yeah right that's that's how we have it so do you guys have any thoughts after this little section i guess it's just unclear but what he means by like why even have that section about right. inferiority the, yes. if if the conclusion is essentially meritocracy? Right. Or does he does he writing does he have to does he have to make those statements? Like, is it such a radical thing for him to say it should be based only on skill that he almost has to put that in there to say? But I'm still a Greek, or you know, you know what I mean. You think he's like, kind of just like hedging his bets yeah. and making it more acceptable to could the populace. Be. It could be. I, Maybe not if the people are not reacting strong, if the people he's talking with aren't reacting strongly in that. Um, again, I don't know enough about... I know, Socrates doesn't seem like he cares too much about what people think. Right. Yeah. So why would he care about what people think on this issue sure. and not in any other one? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know. So that's... The, the next little bit is about, okay, you've said that we have all these women in these roles and they get to the same education, but you also mentioned that we would have them all in common, mm-hmm. right? And he's like... Well, yeah, I get over it, Glaucon. Come on, buddy. <laughs> that's, that's weird. That's weird. That's kind of what he says. I do not think I said that there can be any dispute about the very great utility of having wives and children in common. The possibility is quite another matter and will be very much disputed. He's like, what? <laughs> I think it's pretty easy to prove that 
this is great, you guys. The question is, can we do it? And they, they respond, they say, uh, I think a good many doubts will be raised about both. <laughs> and he said, you imply that the two questions must be combined. Now, I meant that you should admit the utility. And in this way, as I thought, I would escape from one of them. And then there would remain only the possibility. But and they're that, like, no, nah, dude, shape. They're like, Socrates, have you ever been in love? Come on, man. They literally say, but that little attempt is detected. And therefore, <laughs> you will please give a defense of both. <laughs> so, no, you try to go sneaking around, getting out of any of this business. Uh, you dog. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, the question is, is, is this possible, right? I, I think he decides to address the possibility first and the... Um, Sorry, benefit you, first, po- possibility second. So he's going to say, here's why it's good to have women and children, and then can we do this? No, no, no. In common. Right. Thank, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Yes, that, that is the important distinction. Yeah. So he says, here's, here's maybe the benefit. Here's what we'll do. We'll put the ladies and the dudes together, right? They're going to have the same education. They're all going to be guardians, and we'll just sort of, like, let them hang out. And then a nature will take its course. You know what I mean? Meaning, I think that they'll fall in love. The quote is, and so they will be drawn by a necessity of their natures to have intercourse with each other. Necessity is not too strong a word, I think. And the guy says, yes, necessity. Not geometrical, but any, any you know, another sort of necessity, which lovers know. Not geometrical. <laughs> yeah, We're okay. not talking math, boys, but, yeah. the, you know, they'll want to get together. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then he says, but this must proceed in an orderly fashion, because in a city this blessed, licentiousness is not a thing that we are down with. So what he says is... How can marriages be made most beneficial, right? We're going to make, to we're going to make marriages sacred in the highest degree. Most beneficial to the state? Yes. Yep. That's, I'm, why I got that's my question. How, we are, our goal is to make this state awesome. Mm-hmm. How can we go about putting ladies and dudes together in a way that best helps our state? Uh, I don't... By I, assuming, by trying to figure out what kinds of kids they're going to have by mixing together. So determining who marries who, so having input into who marries. Yeah, like uh, arranged marriages. Remember the dogs, gentlemen. You're going to breed, right? You're going to, you are going to figure out which are the best. And just like if you are breeding dogs for hunting or birds for whatever, or falconry. Get the the guardian ladies and the guardian men and. Guardian ladies and guardian dudes. And we want the best of the best together, right? The same principle involved in breeding dogs is involved in breeding humans, as as, as far as our state goes. Wait, you you hate this? How come you hate hate this? Everything about this. This is what happens when, like, logicians are in charge of of, uh, society. Yeah, things go really well. What are you talking about? I don't understand your question. Yeah. Uh, Also, the... Uh, what we are not acknowledging are the men and women who are not the best. What happens to them? I'm assuming we do not want them to have children. We, uh, we address that I, at uh, some point. Wonderful. And I'm sure it's horrendous. Um, so that's not great. All, uh, I don't know if he, will, all of this sounds like eugenics, right? Which I oh, it certainly is, which I recently found out the word eugenics literally means good. Uh, it's either good breeding or good, good, good birth, some version of that. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he's proposing, which, so that's why I don't like that. I think somewhat reasonably. Yep. Okay, thanks. This is a fun little section. Great. I replied that our, our rulers will find a considerable dose of falsehood and deceit necessary for the good of their subjects. We were saying that the use of all these things regarded as medicines might be of advantage. He says, sure. And the lawful use of them seems likely to be often needed in the regulations of marriages and births. Uh, Basically, those of the best sex should be united as often as possible, and the inferior with the inferior as seldom as possible. Right. 
and we want some sort of union. But we can't just tell them like, sorry, bro, you super, super uggo. So we're not going to breed you today. <laughs> What's the Greek for uggo, please? Uggo, agosagon. Good, thank you. I think that's Latin. Ah, Latin. yes. Ugo, agosagon. Yeah, yes, thank you. So, yeah, you can't just come out and tell them like, hey, you're you're a stallion. You get the best of the breeding. And sorry, man, you're just you're not going to have kids very often. Rough for you, man. Yeah. So they're going to have to do it by deceit. Mm. And one of the things they do is they arrange a festival at which they will bring together the brides and the bridegrooms and make sacrifices. And the aim will be to preserve the average population. So don't get too big or too small. And you have to consider wars and diseases and all kinds of stuff. So you figure out how many breedings you need to have. And then he says, we shall have to invent some ingenious kind of lots, which the less worthy may draw on each occasion of our bringing them together. And then they will accuse their own ill luck. And not the rulers. Oh, I don't like so this. So we'll set it up so that the Uggos, we all draw from a bowl to yeah. try to have kids that day, right? Because this is this is like the marriage festival. It's mm-hmm. where I think it's I, it's kind of, the he kind of dances around in the language. So mm-hmm. it's the algorithm. The algorithm yes. is. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's clear that all women are in common and they're not really having marriages, right? right. And so I think by a marriage festival, he means a sexy times festival. Okay. So yeah. they all, because licentiousness isn't allowed. So we draw them, draw them together, let them fall in love a little bit mm-hmm. and then have this like, sexy times festival where everyone draws lots and the uggos don't get to breed that day and the pretty ones all do and we're just depending on the uggos never realizing huh like uh, like curses <laughs> 20th year in a row or whatever snake eyes yeah. again yeah, like, i can't believe you it think, you think catch on at some point <laughs> what, what do you guys think of this uh this setup i i mean we've already lied to our guardians about gold being in their blood so you know go for it it's crazy it's crazy yep those are, they're gonna like form a like angry subreddit. Those others, <laughs> thank like, you. Good. Called, like, yeah. You know, our snake eyes or something. <laughs> ill ill luck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our, yeah. Our, our slash snakes. bad lots. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and someone's gonna be like, I think it's rigged, and be like, No, man, no that's way, conspiracy man. theory. <laughs> Wait, that's actually where all of us are bad at math. Yeah. Good. Uh, he even says, I think our braver and better youth, besides their honors and other rewards might have greater facilities of intercourse with women given them. Their bravery will be a reason, and such fathers ought to have as many sons as possible. Oh, and the other guys are like, true. <laughs> so this is kind of how it happens. But they take the kids, and they don't leave them with the mothers and fathers, right? They're going to take the kids, and they deposit them with wet nurses, mm-hmm. right? And you bring in the moms a little bit to help breed the kids, uh, but you you wean them off their mother as quick as possible and the care is given to wet nurses so that the the guardian women, the women who are running the state, don't have to lose nights of sleep. They don't have to be concerned with all of this. And then you like do the Cupid shuffle with the kids and mm-hmm. nobody nobody really knows whose kids they are, right? So sure. everyone kind of suckles each other's kids. You you like have your child, it's whisked away but and then it's no, left to grow outside of your... There's no conversation about, about nature and mothers having... You know, Connection fondness to their for their kid. for their youth, and mm. is it, it just is that not? It even can be addressed? overcome with lies, <laughs> and this is for purposes of breeding. So yeah. your clearly your purposes are not for the state. Mm. Probably. Oh, I see. The so the family unit then is subservient is in opposition to. or it's subservient to the state. I think only in the guardians. Yeah. Right. This is oh. our concern. I don't think that this extends to husbandry or cobblers or that sort of thing. I think you can have families down there, but it's ah. the it's the guardians that we bring together and it's the best of the best and you sort of become this one big family. Okay. That's my impression is that we're only talking about guardians. Okay. So us poor, ugly carpenters can fall in love. 
Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Problem solved. Well, yeah, so now you feel okay about this? I feel fine. Okay. Yeah. Good. Like I, I used ugly as oh, I the example, but it's not just like we'll only breed the pretty ones. We'll be the, breed the ones that are valorous and the smart ones for mm-hmm. the ruddy and intelligent and mm-hmm. good at their jobs and they're doing all the good stuff. And the people who are, you know, it's just sort of failing at stuff and not doing great. And we just breed them a little less. Gotcha. Right. No. Or at you, least not with each other. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then he he gets into weird specifics <laughs> like. How old should they be when they are of breeding age? Do you guys have any guesses for uh, this? I don't really want to guess. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, weird. He actually gives a prescription for women. It's ages 20 to 40. Now, why 20? 20 seems bizarre, and it's probably because he anticipates them having a full education. Mm. Right? So yeah. it could possibly start earlier, but starting at 20 allows them to fully get themselves together before they have to start breeding children. Yep. And then for a man, it's between 25 and 55. Mm-hmm. So a little longer extension. Sure. Um, and then anyone above or below has, has done an unholy and unrighteous thing. And any children made from it are not sanctioned mm-hmm. and are sort of quietly put away. And that's the same. They're not stamped AAA. Like, they're not yeah. stamped AAA. Sure. And it's the same, same true of any deformed children that come out of the natural breeding process with the guardians. They well, are set. quietly put away to perish. Wow. Like it, he doesn't say that in so many words here. I just know that that was a practice back in Greece. And mm-hmm. he just says yeah. they will be sort of like removed. He uses really euphemistic language. Hmm. Yeah. Bummer. I still do not like the system at all. How come? I, what? (laughs) I feel like, but there's no point along this where we will think, oh, this is a good idea, right? It can... It's it's the same. I mean, it's the same criticism of Brave New World and and any sort of highly centralized control. Like, like at some point we are now going against the grain of human nature. And this is no longer like the collective whole, but at the expense of individual freedoms and our... And human and our uh, our human our human nature and you know the the Aristotle actually I can't remember if he says it but at least theologically speaking the 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 foundational building block of society is the family and in this it's the this the, 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 it's the it's the state. polis yeah. it's the city uh, and the family is subservient to it whereas the city is subservient to the family in the in sort of I guess the orthodox Christian understanding of government yeah. Well, anyway. the problem is, you guys, your understanding of family. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm just going to tell you how you're stupid. Oh, yeah, Are you. you prepared for this? Yeah, I would love that. Your thank understanding you. of, Always. Yeah. of family is just a little too small. Because if you think about it, after a few generations, all of the guardians would be brothers and sisters. And, Gross. And their kids would be all sons and daughters. And their kids would be all grandchildren. And so really, it would be like one big, gigantic family. Gross. All of my fellow warriors would be my brothers and sisters and fathers and sons. And that's so this is like the 19th century aristocracy in Europe. A little bit. Yes. Yeah. They all sort of intermarried and then. But we also need to prevent fathers and daughters from getting together and mothers and sons and sons. Like you, you, you aren't supposed to marry your father or your granddad or any sort of weirdness there. We have, we have to sure. prevent inbreeding. How do we solve that problem when everyone is held in common? How do you know who your dad is? You don't know. Oh, that's weird. Secret files. You got someone, someone knows. Weirdly, it's just time. Like when we have these festivals, we just kind of keep track of who's born in what month. And so (laughs) you, you don't like hang out with anybody that could have been your father. Like that's, that's how you know is there's like a little range there of Uh like a birth range. And if you are outside of the range, you can't 
hang out with that particular person, right? That's how we solve it. Hmm. So other than that, it's probably okay. And it says brothers and sisters are okay if they have the or- the good of the go ahead of the oracle. But I think in this case, brothers and sisters are any babies born sort of at the same time period. It starts to get real real squiffy because yeah, everyone's okay. family, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Do you, so you guys seem to really dislike this. Yeah, sure. Do you see any positives coming from this? So the point of it is to get the best of the best. And mm-hmm. so if, in fact, intelligence and physical strength and whatever is passed on in um, to your progeny, then you would, in fact, get the best, right? Yeah, you would probably get the best. Right. I mean, that's the main benefit of it, I think. Okay. Um, there's some aspect of like control that maybe is good of like um if only your best are reproducing then whatever like bad element is like erased from your city mm-hmm. that might be a something that they're looking for childbearing gets a lot easier a if lot you just of, hand your baby people. over to wet nurses to yeah. be taken care of so you can have a lot more kids yeah the um yeah the guardians are freed up to guard like they're freed up to do their role and as a, i mean as opposed to raising their children yeah, sure. Can you can you conceive of? <laughs> We're talking about babies. Oh my word! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, can you say it again? Fathom? Nope. An instance. Can you conceive, conceive of an instance? Uh, we swimming? Where? <laughs> Thank you. Oh my word! <laughs> so imagine that the Senate, a hundred people, mm-hmm. was all dis- brothers and sisters and fathers and mothers. Do you think that would have any effect on the way that the Senate functioned? Oh yeah. Have you ever been, like, Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah, way worse. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think it'd be worse? Yeah, way worse. Oh, my gosh. Brothers and Family sisters fighting? Yeah, totally. This one seems to say it's going to be great for the state because yeah. any any rival of mine, right? In other states, we have people that are becoming we enemies. Family and dynasties. Step on, yeah, yeah. step on each other's heads, and you're trying to screw over the other families, and, like, there's just a lot of competition, right? Right. And you would speak to them as not being your friend, right? Like, mm-hmm. This guy is despicable and terrible. Whereas if everyone is family and one is potentially your brother and sister and, and you would refer to the elders as fathers and mothers and grandfathers and grandmothers, might it change the way that you refer to them, right? I sure. mean, I, I guess I see his point. Right, so his, his goal here is to bring unity of purpose, right? And when one person is hurt, like if we've got a hurt brother... He, that's a hurt brother, right? Yep. And so we make an effort to make that better. But if everybody's your brother, you're going to lose the actual exclusivity that makes brothers special. Special. Yeah. Right? Like, this I, your fellow Austinite. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you're detecting kind of a problem here, mm-hmm. right? I think for this to work, the polis has to be kept fairly small. Mm-hmm. Once you start hitting what, like 30 brothers? Mm-hmm. It's not really brotherhood anymore. Yeah, I mean, look at uh, Joseph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got thrown in a pit. He yeah, sold by, his, by his brothers. He got right. sold. Yeah, yeah, he also wore way too flashy of clothing. His dad gave it to him. Come hey, on, man. man. Yeah, he didn't have to flaunt it, though. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> that's exactly right. Hey, that's true. Haters gonna Haters hate. That's the, that is, I think, the lesson of that book. <laughs> Thank you. <Good. clears throat> so, I mean, that's the goal. The goal is to bring unity of purpose, right? So if our children are in trouble, it's all of our children. If our elders are in trouble, it's all of our elders. And when we have a dispute, say, me against you, Donaldson, Mm -hmm. these are things that can be dealt with quickly. And then we would go to one of our fathers and our father could speak to our dispute. I think he's too quickly uh, eliminating or he's too quickly flagging competition as a net negative. Sure. Okay. Yo, that makes sense. Yeah. Can when you speak more to it? I think that you can, uh, there, like that competition can, can breed, be. they can have a, hey, right. uh, can be a, a net positive. Um, 
even the competition between men in order to fall to have a woman favor him can bring out the best in in the man right but if it's just like who rolls what dice um uh, at some point like you know the if, and if you've been if getting snake eyes he, every year, like yeah, what's the point loves of trying? Him, if he, if they're sort of flirting with each other and they're making eyes at this festival and then they roll the dice, like what? Maybe they go and have a secret love affair. I don't know. It's just at some point, like what's the, uh, now? I'm going to um, uh, on on Gibbs's new podcast, the proverbial like you can keep nature, you can drive nature away with a pitchfork, but she keeps coming back. Yeah, right. Like there's something about that here. Like this, this is at the point now where we're driving nature out with a pitchfork. I feel like trying to drive nature out with a pitchfork. It's not that she comes back. She's just been behind you the whole time. And yeah. She's all around you. Right? Mm-hmm. You can try to drive her away, but you yeah. find yourself back at the same same spot. So this this now I think is not taking into account human nature and and the sort of um, the uh, the necessity of the marriage relationship of that commitment that you make that you can't that you don't get out of, mm-hmm. and then the, the the positives that that brings into the family. Um. If Socrates, like, Socrates isn't paying enough attention to what is going to be lost by removing f- strong family ties. Yep. He just assumes that strong family ties are a net negative because because he sees, oh, within a family, they love each other, so let's just make everybody family. And right. it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah, I- I'm with you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's like Thomas make, takes care of his backyard, great. If we just make... The park, everybody's park. Everyone will take care of it the way that Thomas takes care of his backyard. Nope. And then we have so like the tragedy of the commons, right? right. No one's going to take care of that park. Right. So then it quite could quite possibly be instead of... Um, if the kids are everybody's, nobody, nobody cares about those nobody kids. Nobody cares about those kids. Yeah. And so then you have, uh, then you have sort of like father... Or if everybody's your dad and everybody's your mom, then you don't really have a... You don't have a dad. Mentor. You don't have yeah. a father. You don't have... You don't have someone to aspire to be like or to aspire to not be like if they were a bad influence. You just sort of are um, existing. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. I, f- I find trouble with that too. Uh, when you when you sort of base a large diffused responsibility on the same dis- responsibilities that come with an individual relationship, yes. it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. The, uh, yeah. The concentration is part of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you do like it's a good word, diffusing it. If you diffuse it, you're not going to just have everybody have less responsibility. So, oh, you you'll, you don't have to take care of a crying kid because it's going to be given off to a wet nurse. Um, doesn't. I mean, it solves the problem of her being able to work more, the mom or whatever. But it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily have. You're not. Yeah, we're not taking into consideration that there are negatives to this. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Is there any kind of response that? Socrates' ideas are crazy or will never happen or do they just kind of follow along? They're you? like, well, yes, that is clearly beneficial, okay. right? They just roll with it. They okay. just sort of roll with it. Yeah. And if you guys like that last part, you're going to love this yeah, next good. part. Okay. Oh, by the way, he also says this kind of, this sort of notion also shows there was a question a couple podcasts ago where we were wondering if the Guardians were going to have a terrible life right? mm. because they can't have any property, they can't have anything, you know, they can't have a house. Are they just going to hate life if they right. don't have money or anything? And he says, no, nah, it's like, They've got all these ladies. They, got, they don't have okay. to take care of their kids. They're taken care of by the state. They don't have a lot of worries, right? All kinds of difficulties are sort of taken care of of this, right? They are, um, for example, as the flattery of the rich by the poor. That doesn't happen because nobody's rich. The pains and pangs of which men experience in bringing up a family. That doesn't happen. Finding money to buy necessaries for their household. Nope. 
Borrowing and then repudiating. Nope. Getting how they can and giving the money into the hands of women and slaves to keep. Nope. The many evils of so many kinds which people suffer in this way are mean enough and obvious enough and not worth speaking of. So basically, their life is going to be great because a lot of those small things that you kind of have to take care of and you spend your life worrying about are sort of taken care of. Mm -hmm. They can focus on more of the state-run things, which I can kind of see, right? If ain't nobody rich, we're not worried about poor and rich. But you also, I think in that way, lose the motivation that money might bring to a man, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, the next part that I said you were going to love, uh, he talks about how will, how, will it be beneficial to, as far as war is concerned? And he's like, well, it's easy to see how they're going to carry out war. Uh, if you say you're, you're a potter, right? Okay. You got a kid. Okay. And you want to bring him up as a potter. You're going to let him watch you make pots. Right. If you got a kid and you want to be a warrior, you're going to let him watch war. Okay. And so they, they're going to take their kids to the, <clears throat> the battles. Okay. Right. So always the sure. kids come, but you know, there's, there's a little bit of you know, give and take. You won't take them to the super dangerous expeditions, but the one you think you're going to win, it's pretty, pretty safe. You're going to take your kiddos and you're going to mount them on horseback. And that way, if we get into a bad situation, the kids can, the kids can bail and everyone else can die and we'll keep the kids. I mean, there's always the risk that we'll lose the whole crop, but right. at least the kids will have a vision of war before they have to get into war. You guys are just agreeing with this? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> you seem, you are, you're totally not okay with uh, the being family, family unit, unit. But like taking children to battle day. Yeah, like... Uh, take your kid to work. Yeah, take your kid to work day, yeah. I don't know, if you're like fighting for noble causes and stuff, like you get to see mom and dad uh, do their thing. You guys have no conception that there might be some post-traumatic stress... Related to what? What are you talking about? From yeah. watching people get dismembered on a battlefield Wait, or what? watching really? your hmm. potential fathers and mothers be killed. Gotta deal Nothing. with it. <laughs> no, no problems with these? Uh, if it's done, it's, who knows if it's really your dad? Oh my God, I guess that is true in this city, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys being facetious or are you really thinking this is probably this okay? Doesn't, this, uh, this is not as shocking to um, me as the last stuff. You all guys are insane. <laughs> this is okay. bonkers. Okay. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's different. How old are we talking? Like they can ride a horse. No, it says we'll get the most pe the swiftest and most tractable. So horses that are totally chill with everything, but also run really fast. But so how, old are, how does a kid need to be able to ride the horse? Yeah, teach them when they're young. Like 10? You can start a kid younger than that riding a horse. Hmm. Really? I don't know. Seven? And even even so, ten. You're okay with a ten-year-old seeing people dismembered on a battlefield? I mean, no, but in, screams of in our crazy city, they need to be toughened up from a super young age. Like, you need them desensitized to all that. I don't know. Like We figure out if they were going to be good guardians or not. Yeah, by seeing how they, how they react when they're little. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Okay, there you okay, go. Okay, guys. You want we That's... kids, you want Vikings. What do you want? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, if you, you can reach us at classical <laughs> at veritasacademy.net. Okay. And then he talks about the reward. Like, what if they do a really good job? What, what honor should they get? And he says, well, first. The guardians? Yeah. Like everyone a, should crown a, him a re -roll. in succession. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. A re-roll at the next festival? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Stay, guys. <laughs> uh, rolling again. So saving what saving are, what are some ideas of things you might give the, the like really most valorous dudes? N nothing. They already have gold in their blood, right? Yeah. Uh, what would they want? A song about them. Oh, there you go. Honor. Okay. So honor in the first place, he shall receive honor in the army hey. from his youthful comrades. Every one of them in succession shall crown him. What do you say? Awesome. Big bag of salt. The guy says, I approve. Okay, good. And what do you say to his receiving the right hand of fellowship. 
What do you guys? Is that how okay? else could it be otherwise? <laughs> to that too, I agree. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, but I'm sorry, I'm, I'm quoting here. If yeah. you hadn't caught on, audience. Sure. But you will hardly agree to my next proposal. What is it? Oh, what is your next proposal? What? Um, <laughs> that he should kiss and be kissed by them. He says, most, most certainly, and I should be disposed to go further and say, let no one whom he has a mind to kiss refuse to be okay. kissed by him while the expedition lasts, so that if there be a lover in the army, whether his love be youth or maiden, he may be more eager to win the prize of valor. So if he's like, I got this girl, I've been wanting to kiss her so bad, go I just... For it. I go stab a guy and then (laughs) give me a kiss and she can't even say no. She can't even say no. He's the best stabber. There's that. And then, and then you guys, and he says, capital, I said that the brave man is to have more wives than the others has already been determined. It's like, this is great. (laughs) Brave man. He can kiss whoever he wants. And he says, there is another manner in which, according to Homer, brave youths should be honored. For he tells how Ajax, after he was distinguished himself in battle, was rewarded with long chines which seems to be a compliment appropriate to a hero in the flower of his age. Long chines? Being not only a tribute of honor, but also a very strengthening thing. I had to Google this. Like two chines? (laughs) Two chines! It's just like, just bling. It's the nicest. No, it's not bling. Oh. Uh, It turns out, I looked it up, and it's, it's backbones, oh. but backbones especially as it concerns meat. So it's like oh. really nice, huge cuts of meat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. <clears throat> the so, best barbecue So you dinner. win. You yeah. get a crown, some dope handshakes. You get a kiss, hot, kiss all the ladies. Smooch, yeah. smooch anybody. As long as the expedition lasts. You're yeah, marching. Yeah. You want to smooch? You no can smooch. They can't say they no. Can't say they can't no. Say no. You can smooch anybody. Yeah. And also, meat. Meat. Oh, okay. my goodness. Doesn't that sound awesome? Big old. And then they're honored when they die and all that stuff. And then there's this, uh, we're, we're kind of running out of time, but that's okay. There's only a little bit left. He has this big discussion about how they should war against the Hellenes uh-huh. versus how they should war against the barbarians. Mm-hmm. And he said, so if we're fighting Hellenes, we shouldn't enslave them. We shouldn't, well, we, we shouldn't torch their houses. Right. If we beat them, we should only take their, their like yearly crop and then leave everything alone because we have an eye to eventually being at peace, right? And we are at danger of being overcome by, by the barbarian hordes yeah. and they are they have a completely different ethos so them we can torch their houses the Hellenes let's call it a discord right a dispute rather than a war and with the aim of future peace it'd be kind of like if Alabama and Kentucky kind of went at it right they they're not hoping to forever torch uh-huh. each other right the, the goal is eventual peace between mm-hmm. the states sure right so that's kind of what he says we got to have a different view as to how we go to war with different people makes sense and then he says, okay, so that's, is it, is it, can we get there? Can we get to this state? Do you, think, you guys think it's even possible to no. make a step towards this state? And A step, maybe, but this is crazy. Plato says, or Socrates says that the, we're not going to get it perfect. Right? I, sure. I've been describing the absolute perfect state, just like someone can have an idea for perfect beauty, but never actually realize it on the, on the canvas. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to get as close as we can. And if we're going to move that way, how do we get there in the fewest moves as possible? What is what is like the one thing that can get us, or, or a few moves that can get us closer and closer to this state as quickly as possible? How, how do we do it? How do we get there? Is it even possible, right? Because we can't just start from like a dude and... Does, does he answer that question? Does he say what is... He does. Next, he has, he says he's got, I, I got one thing that is going to get us a long way there. A long way there. Um, I got nothing bunch of like-minded people and go to an island like start a colony make the philosophers kings oh, oh okay 
Yeah, sure. this is, if you've ever heard of the philosopher king, sure. this is the first mention we get of it in book yeah. five. He says, until philosophers are kings, we're not going to get there. And then we have a really lengthy discussion about what's the difference between a philosopher and someone who just holds opinions, which interesting. I find terribly interesting because yeah. he, he says they are different. Right. Knowing is different than opining about something. Okay. And I, I've, I find this interesting because with my students, if I say, is this a table? Then I say, yes, that's a table. They say, that's just your opinion. There's a difference between knowledge, right. this is a table, and opining that this is a table. Yeah. Right? So they they kind of have difficulties differentiating between the two. I, I find that to be maybe an interesting thing for proving to a student that knowledge exists, but maybe not as of much interest to our listeners. Hmm. So philosophers should be kings. That's the one biggest move that can get us closer to this state. And he hasn't necessarily said how this particular move is going to get us there. But he says, like, until we have people that realize true beauty and know true beauty thoroughly and can think through all these things and know the good, we're just, we just won't get there, right? Okay. Does that make sense to you guys? Sure, it makes sense. And especially for, we've, we've uh, opined on this before, to, that, of course, it'd be a philosopher saying it should be a philosopher king Naturally. Put, in, put into power. But there's also something good to that of you want people who know things to be in charge. Like, yeah, I, I would want a philosopher in charge. Right. That seems sure. wise. I, I wonder how that works then when the barbarian hordes approach. But I don't know. Well, hopefully a philosopher would know what the good is to do in any good situation. Right. And so if the good is to take immediate action, yeah, he's not going to sit and think. Maybe, uh, maybe this is helping to redefine when I think philosopher, I think. Uh, uh, dusty old curmudgeon in a library that, right? who only cares about thoughts and ideas and, and thinking, right? I but, think that's a scholar as opposed to a philosopher, yeah, sure. right? A philosopher knows what is right and what is good. You and so someone more like Marcus Aurelius. There it is. Like someone who yeah. does have an inner life of, of contemplation, yeah. right? but is still a man of action. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Marcus Aurelius as a leader would be a great leader, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was he a great leader? I don't I know was. much about his life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the kind of thing we're looking for is right. someone that actively pursues the inner life of good and then brings that into his populace and then moves when moving is appropriate and takes action and spreads justice. And that is the kind of thing we are hoping for. Yeah. But then also pairs that, I mean, pairing that with the virtues then that what they're trying to create is a virtuous society. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's even interesting. I don't, I don't know where to take that, but that the goal of the state is not just to have the best army or to, conquer the most land but it's to have a harmonious state that's yeah. just an interesting way to think about that you almost need you need someone who is wise and virtuous to lead that society yeah because um, so if they're not if they're bloodthirsty and yeah, money hungry and they can't like, do it yeah. yeah so it makes sense it, all that makes sense uh is there any reaction as to how they would put it in into power a philosopher king or we he just sort of mentions it and then they dive into that discussion okay. about who is a philosopher? Well, can we consider like the random painter who loves all kinds of different paintings? Yeah. And he says, but none of them is perfect. He doesn't really see the good. He sees little bits of good all over the place. Yep. How do we tell him he can't be the king? Right. And that's kind of the question that they end with. And we, I, I assume we're going to get more thoughts on different formations of government in the next few yep. chapters. Okay. Uh, because I think, remember he mentioned there were like five different types of vices that can mm-hmm assail a state. And so I think we're going to get good states versus bad states. And we're going to kind of delve into government a little more in the next couple of chapters. Cool. But this one was all about kids and ladies. Yeah. Thinking back to that, I mean, you do see throughout history that families or societies or the aristocrats or whatever you want to call it, those that are in a ruling class who do have lots to lose 
do end up building pretty elaborate systems, social constructs of who is worthy to be married yeah. and who isn't, right? So you, I guess, I mean, so we are reacting negatively to it, but it's not as if, but there's, there's surely there have been people who have a, some level agreed with Socrates saying, yes, making sure that my son who is going to be inheriting wealth and power has a comparable companion for his life is a really important thing and his whims don't get don't aren't going to play a part in this because uh, there's too much at stake. I mean, you definitely see that. Um, um, maybe we're maybe all three of us are just so common that this was never an aspect right. of our life. Um, but I wonder if that even still exists in in the lives of the wealthy in the West. Or I mean, I'm sure it happens still in. You got to think that like. In Saudi Arabia, one of the you know the, one of the prince's sons, like that, there is going to be a huge uh, um, um, social constructs of how, who he's going to marry. He can't just sort of go marry whoever he wants. Mm, so, yeah. uh, I'm not saying it's either good. Or, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying that like Socrates, this is, more common Socrates is just formalizing something that is happened that does happen in those kinds of um, sure. systems of power and wealth. Sure, and even yeah. in that mm-hmm. system of power, like what you establish, what you want to establish in many areas is your family. Mm-hmm. You put your right. cousin in charge of the church. You yeah, put yeah, your yeah, yeah. nephew in charge of oil. You put, mm-hmm. right, because they have familial ties and familial responsibilities mm-hmm. to keep. So his notion is something that commonly happens in power. And if you're sure. going to overthrow that regime, you got to out everybody. It's true. Yeah. Right? It's good to be commoner, so back. we can marry for love. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, and cobble to our heart's desire. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. good. Anyway. That's that's chapter five. I hope you guys are still enjoying it. Yeah, I found this chapter it's good. wildly interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah bazonkers. It's yeah. weird. Uh, super yeah. fun. His well, ideas keep getting crazier yeah, and crazier. I love it. Um, if you have any questions, I'm sure you may have concerns. <laughs> um, or anything, <laughs> you can email us at classicalstuff at veritasacademy.net if you would like to send hilarious quips our way through the power of the mm-hmm. internet you can tweet at us at classical stuff c-l-s-s-c-a-l stuff on the twits um, you can find our episodes including all the old episodes that are disappearing like marty mcfly in that <laughs> photograph uh-huh. um, that are disappearing from itunes mm-hmm. you can find it at classicalstuff.net. And that's it. Thank you. If you want to leave us a good review, you can leave us a five-star review. Yep. If you want to leave us a bad review, check out Josh Gibbs' new podcast. <laughs> oh, no. And you can leave that. the bad review. Oh, no, I feel like we got to establish a little bit of a rivalry, oh, right? No. Like, should we do that? We love Josh Gibbs, but yeah. it's like a you know a friendly ribbing. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, oh, the, man, if it, someone does that... Yeah, please don't. don't please do that. don't do that. His, his new podcast is great. Um, yeah. Listener, it's, you know, it's uh, Proverbial is the name. I think Graham said it earlier. Mm-hmm. But you would... Listener, you would enjoy that podcast very much. So. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. And Josh Gibbs, we love you if yeah. you're listening. <laughs> He's not <laughs> listening. He's not listening. <laughs> 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 All, right, All right. And this is AJ Thomas and Graham signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.